dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. What's up, Slimos? You're listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and with me today are my co-hosts, Claire and Nikki. What's up, gang? Oh, boy, what is up the sky? Wow, that was very, very specific. Very good. <laughs> yeah. No, we're here for the big breaks on uh, Imperial Senate. Big news. The sky is Speaking up. of big breaks, uh, Kristen will be taking a little break uh, from the podcast for a little bit because she's working. Thank you. Uh, she'll be working very hard, and she's working. She's been working very hard on the journalism um, stuff right now, and we love her so much. We don't want to add extra pressure. So, Our baby's going to the Oscars. Back. Yeah, she is. That's going to be so cool. That's, yeah. I mean. Hope that we win, but fingers <laughs> crossed, guys. Um, happy to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Always the uh, bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> Kristen's the bride. She's, <laughs> she's going to the Oscars. Literally, quite literally, the bride. <laughs> um, she will be back um, before celebration, I would imagine, because, you know, we'll all be there. You can say hi. Did you see her? Yeah, boy. If you don't. Can also say hi. We won't respond because we won't be there. Um, <laughs> if we're not there, clearly. That's how stuff works. Uh, how have you guys been, though, since the last time we recorded, which was um, four years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I've been good. I've been in the middle of a uh, Game of Thrones rewatch, which means that I have been yes. simultaneously very excited and very depressed. So, <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you know, that's a good life. I've sort of been in a similar place. I um, I filled the Star Wars list void of a holiday season with like rewatching Game of Thrones and rereading Harry Potter. So that's been fun. Um, and yeah, it's it's life is good. But I'm excited that we are getting some Star Wars stuff on the horizon. Ditto that. Yeah, have you got to the bit with Richard E. Grant yet, Claire? What? What did In I do? Game of Thrones? No, oh, I haven't gotten I'm not accusing you of yet. anything. I, and see, everybody, I don't remember his appearance in Game of Thrones, and I haven't, I've been looking for him, and I haven't quite caught him yet, and I'm it's like... a bravosi actor. Oh, yes, he is. In the play. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, almost at the Red Wedding, so I'm on season three, and um, I'm getting more and more anxious as as the season goes on but no i'm i've been i'm so excited to get to bravo so that i can so that i can see him perform and and be his beautiful self i think it's season six that sounds right yeah Mm -hmm. i think so because it's i think it's like when they come back from the play i think we see the play once before and then they go back to it at some point um yeah nikki watching harry potter and game of friends at the same time Pretty risky with the whole uh, filch stuff. Oh yeah. Oh god. Don't know what that guy's up to. Exactly. <laughs> I wish you could have said the line in Game of Thrones. Oh damn, you are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have your wits about you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you killed my cat. 
I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. I'm 12 years old, sir. He's just like shouting that at Rob in the Red Wedding. <laughs> you killed you my killed cat. My you cat. didn't marry my daughter. <laughs> Imagine that's your obituary. Attended Hogwarts, strangled by a squib. Oh. <laughs> oh what a life. <laughs> Died out of anger for death of cat, which didn't happen. With his like manacle and chain fetish, he just like gets you with those. Filch is a weird dude. Filch is gross. Yeah, he we'll is. Just, we'll just put that on the uh, like. There's there ain't nothing sweet about Filch. Food. Except the cat. Filch Except his sweet sweet dew. Mm, gotta love those <laughs> <laughs> greasy long mm. bald on top. Mm. Would you bang it, Claire? Would you bang Filch? What I do. I was I was gonna try and joke with you and say yes, but I just can't. I just can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> in the room of requirement. <laughs> in the room of requirement, I have one requirement, and that is that he shaves his head and takes a bath. Then, we'll, then we'll talk, Filch. That's great. Spend time with that pussy, oh, Miss Norris. Oh, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Oh God, I'm not a cat person in either sense. <laughs> <laughs> Quite to paralyze that of my uh, serpent. Oh no, no! Let's not do this. I'm not about Unleash this. The <laughs> this. Um. Anyways, oh, let's God. stop talking about pipes for a moment. Um. <laughs> this is a Star Wars podcast, I think. <laughs> is it? Let's. <laughs> I don't let's know slither anymore. in to all this Star Wars news we got. Oh God. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, um, one of the actors. <laughs> are you like- I can't. I can't do this. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue, Charlie. Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, um, got no title yet, even though the internet promised no. us it about a year ago. Fool me once, shame on me. What was that? Uh, Budget Horseman quote. Uh, Fool me once, fool me twice. For me, um, chicken soup with rice. That's what it is. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fool me once, fool me twice, fool me chicken soup with rice. That's how I feel. <sighs> I mean, are we surprised that we haven't got episode nine? I mean, there was the possibility that we could have got it last week because there was the whole Star Wars news coming back. Um, Star Wars show, even. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> took me a while. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this week on the Star Wars news, um, <laughs> we also had a Disney meeting, which was great because it was so it was, it was good to get um, loads of adults and kids involved into the Disney stock, uh, the earnings <laughs> call. <Yeah. laughs> Star Wars Twitter obsessed with Q one earnings yeah. and whatnot. It was great. It was good to see it. Um, but apart from that. We, well, I mean, it was a bit far fetched. We weren't going to get it, really. There was the I, I thought maybe there was a chance, but as soon as that first day went over, it, I was like, "Well, who gives a crap?" Really, we'll find out eventually. Yeah, yeah, it'll be here when it sometimes gets here. <laughs> I feel like we're such in a rush to get to know everything that we're missing out on the fact that this might be the last time we we'll ever get this period of not knowing about. A Skywalker saga title. And you know, also, while you're waiting for that title, 
Remember to check in with people in your lives. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's more outside than. <laughs> it's funny when you like just read Twitter and you. It's just you have this image of just everybody in the world is just obsessing about a title. It's like you know, go 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 out and see the sun and, and smell the roses and just forget about it for a little bit. You Anna, know? are you telling me that there's anything else in this world? worth talking about or focusing any of my energy on. You're like banging I think you're full of it, Nikki. Like, like banging Filch. <laughs> exactly. There's definitely more important than the episode nine title. Although I, I do really want it. I was one mm-hmm. of those people who definitely less, listened in on that earnings call. <laughs> I'm like, there's so little hope that this is going to happen. But I want it. But you got Bob Iger's dulcet tones. I did. We got some fun some fun little ditties in there. It was a good time. It was like that Simpsons... Um- Episode where Lisa refuses the card to Ralph, and it's Bart on the with the remote saying, "You can see the moment where his heart breaks into." That's what Claire was <laughs> like. Oh, no title. Oh man! You do you know guys what? think the hype will... is fun though? Hype is really fun. Do you guys think they'll wait till celebration now? I think it's unlikely. No, no. I feel like it would be like a Star Wars show randomly, which is how it should be. Really, it should be like. Oh yeah! By the way, yeah, uh, Revenge of the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Revenge of the Sith was announced, and it was so like just here it is. I had jo- <laughs> George. Wasn't it kind of the same way though with the Last Jedi too? I remember I was just driving in my car and I got a phone call and it was just like title. I'm like, what? Huh? It's like a Tuesday. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> it was like it was like just a, like a press release of sorts, you know. Yeah. Like just a here you go. We got it. The last Jedi. Just so as he knows, you know. And I don't. I don't. I think that they're definitely going to share the title before celebration, partially because there are so many um, with that huge event and with how much merchandise is going to be sold at that event. Because there's, you know that. If it wasn't announced beforehand, you're going to find out during the episode nine panel um, and you're going to have to sell some sort of merchandise. They're going to give out posters. They're going to do all sorts of things. And the chances of somebody who's just casually stocking the celebration store, seeing an episode nine T-shirt with the title on it and spoiling it before that big fun reveal, like those those odds would be high. Those odds would be real high. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't even get a toy out there without someone taking a picture of it. Exactly. <laughs> so the episode nine title would be spoiled the second they printed up t-shirts for celebration. Are you um, suggesting... So I, I think we're going to get it beforehand. Are you suggesting that there's going to be some episode nine leaks? I think that's very unlikely. What? Oh. That never happens ever. Um, there's a lock on that mystery box. <laughs> I do... Silly I think Jage. it would be kind of fun if after all the shit that Lucasfilm have been getting the last two years, if the episode nine panel was just like, okay, welcome to the episode nine panel, JJ Abrams. JJ, what was it like coming back? It was good. Daisy Ridley, what's it like coming back to Ray last time? Oh my God. Okay, thank you. Adam Driver, <laughs> what was it like uh, being kind of red woman last time? Oh, great. Um, here's the title. <laughs> That's so Adam. <laughs> There's a title. See ya. It's so- yeah, that would fly. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Did you see the nerds would Adam riot. Driver at the um I think he was being like interviewed at Sundance Festival. And they're trying to ask him about episode nine and he's just like, What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I didn't see that. 
They're like, so you're done filming, are we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, boy, I love I love when these actors like just reach pro level because like especially with um, you know keeping up with Star Wars and Game of Thrones and all these actors are just so well drilled on not saying things. Yeah. Unless you're uh, Marvel and you're Tom Holland. <laughs> oh, Mark oh, yeah. <laughs> like Mark Ruffalo. Is he another one? Yeah. He's another good one. Well, we'll get in the... Seriously, Marvel, you got to teach your kids better. Yeah, man. It's true. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, on behalf of British people, we do apologize for Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get a bit more into detail about the specifics of the Disney call later but before we jump in there um, I'm speaking about vagueness Anthony Daniels had a midlife crisis <laughs> this week <laughs> probably uh, yeah he, 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 I think he needs an oil bath because <laughs> he's been messing with mm. us online and teasing some Star Wars news <laughs> we have no idea what it is um, on Monday which was the 4th of February, he tweeted, How strange! I'm receiving images of something amazing coming towards us, travelling over decades through space and time, reaching out to all us humans on this planet with its message. What could it be? Should I be afraid? Should you? Stay tuned! Um, I need to follow up on Wednesday, the 6th of February, with, Everyone except one is looking the wrong way, but it's getting closer. Amazing. Doesn't seem to be the right shape for a movie title or trailer. Can't see an X or anything. Oh, the signal's faded. I'm sure it'll return. What can it be? Stay tuned. I will. And then on that same day, followed up. (laughs) I have to rest before I fall apart. (laughs) But wait. Wait. I'm receiving a message from... T. R. A V <laughs> O Signal fading oh Come back God. The one who got it <laughs> And We would forgive listeners for thinking that The audio cut out for a little bit But he's reading off script <laughs> There were so many ellipses In those tweets It was not even funny that are so I like many to... time out. There's like 18 periods in a row, and and how, that's a lot of characters to waste on dramatic tension in my book. I mean, I don't know about you guys. He was just he was just making sure he filled that that 280. You know? I feel like that's something Literally, I would he do. He had a quota, to, and, he, and he made it. Oh my god! No, I hope it's don't you I hope dare. it's just like his prostate exam results or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. The <laughs> water quota. Jesus. <laughs> I am receiving images. It's what could it amazing. be? Should I be afraid? Maybe he just, le- <laughs> Maybe he just learned how to use a printer. <laughs> I think he should be afraid because Star Wars fans are about to go to his house and beat the crap out of him if he doesn't just like just say it. We like at this point. Well, on that last tweet where he says, "But wait, I'm wait." No, it's the one where he says, um, "Oh, the signal's faded." All I could think of was. 3PO in Empire when he tries to find the R2 and gets shot by the Stormtroopers. <laughs> oh no, please, no, wait, no! no. <laughs> Come back! Eat your Oh no, I've been shot! 
Stormtroopers here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, is there anything else to say about Anthony Daniels um, losing his shit? I hope he's okay. <laughs> um, because we know he's been through some stuff. See, 3PO has finished his scenes for episode 9. I'm sure that was a very emotional moment. With a check. And now he's like, now he now he needs to sort of place his uh, energy somewhere. Definitely. <laughs> and um, and it's going into these tweets. You know what I think it cool. is? I have a theory on the T. Ah. Hey. Love a good theory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My guess is the T R A V. He's going to be traveling to celebration. I think that's literally all it's going to be because they haven't announced him yet, have they? No. But he always no. goes. I know he always goes. And he's yeah. trying to, I think he's just trying to like traveling to celebration, maybe for the last time, maybe, but probably <laughs> not you because you got to hit that, that circuit as 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my guess. It's my guess is it's going to be something super anticlimactic like that. Like Anthony Daniels, we knew you were going from the start, but you have your little, you hype us up. You, you do it, buddy. You go. I think that he's going to be in a video for the band Travis. As free PO. <laughs> that, is, that is quite the theory, Charlie. It makes the most sense. <laughs> Very specific. I feel like ce- celebration, bit on the nose, Claire. Obviously, it's it's a music video for Travis. Clearly. Like, why Clearly. does it always rain? How yeah, could I be look, so naive? You gotta look a little deeper, Claire. <laughs> okay. It's the music video for why does it always right rain, Camino? No. Could be. It very well could be. Not that 3PO ever went there, but could be. Uh, excuse me. You didn't know that. What up? Okay, fair. Fair. You're right. You're right. I don't know his life. Yeah, we didn't see know. every moment. Okay. So back down. <laughs> <I'm joking>. um, <laughs> speaking of back down, let's go back to our earlier segment where we were talking about the earnings call. Um, yeah. So yeah, on Tuesday, Disney had an earnings call for the first quarter of 2019, and a few Star Wars things were discussed. Uh, paraphrase, we're not making nearly as much as we did last year because of the theatrical and home release profits from The Last Jedi. Um, and these notes, The notes that I'm reading off says, we made a shit ton of money on that film, like damn, which is a direct quote, I believe, from... That's why it's a paraphrase. Direct quote? It's a direct quote from The Dire- Okay, direct quote. <laughs> yeah. We made a shit ton of money on and that And then he film. ripped off his shirt and swung it over his head. And the tattoo of Jar Jar so his <laughs> tongue out was like dollar signs on it. Um, <laughs> uh, video games. Tried the handout at self-publishing. Hasn't worked out. Best place is to licensing IPL and not developing themselves. Um, Iger said Disney and Star Wars have a good relationship with EA, which is good. And that is a direct quote. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a businessman, he, he's uh, used to bullshitting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Out of that, we did get at least like a confirmation that Fallen Order was not broken <laughs> beyond belief, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I've heard some good stuff so about the we, game as well, actually. Oh, like um, story-wise or anything? Or? Just that. I think early on it was a bit iffy for the people mm-hmm. working on it, but over time it's become a bit more, it just seems to work a little bit more now. I'm not expecting it to be a out- groundbreaking hit, but it's nice to have an OG story. 
focused game. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And you know. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I, I I thought it I giggled when I heard Iger say that they had a good relationship with EA, which of course they do have a good relationship with EA in the sense that yes, they're making money. They're making lots of money on Battlefront and Battlefront 2 and nothing else. But you know, it's fine. And um they but EA definitely uh Disney and EA don't have a good relationship with the people playing their games, obviously, because of all the scandals, which made me just straight up cackle. I'm like, we don't think so. We don't have a good relationship with EA, but you know, your pocketbooks might. But you know, it's fine. Also, don't badmouth the person that you're in a contract with. You know. But it seems like they might be renewing that contract when it's up soon. I think that it's almost up. Mm. The EA Disney one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to have to bear with the uh, the old electronic arts for a little longer. I feel like maybe they'll get it together. I'm trying to think of like a good alternative though, like companies out there at the minute. Do you guys have any idea who could take over if it's not EA? I mean these these like big ones like Activision, mm. EA, and stuff like they're they're not great Mm-mm. like bedfellows. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It it because I feel like Disney would want to, they'd want a major kind of deal like that, right? They wouldn't just license out to little like more independent developers, yeah, especially like tried and true. Probably not. Mm-hmm. People who make I, great it, games. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between like what I think will happen and what I would want to happen. Like I am more than happy to wait. Um, several years for another great Star Wars game if I were to get like Rockstar to be doing it and have my because everybody's been talking about all the Red Dead players have been like can we get Star Wars Red Dead open campaign (laughs) bounty hunter gunslinging picking up the like if there was a huge huge the problem is those games just take so long to make and I don't think that Disney's um if Disney were more willing to spread the license around and and you know I feel like contract specific things from from specific companies like that but also rockstar i think yeah there's a problem with the focusing on their own ips because they have more creative control um yeah you know we've heard a lot about lucasfilm not liking other people putting uh, like a massive mark on like like to you know they want a specific thing from their products you know like the whole chris and miller thing Mm -hmm. um Chris and Miller? That is Chris Miller. What the hell? Lord and Miller. Uh, <laughs> Lord and Lord Miller. and Chris and Miller. Um, you know, like, after Spider-Verse, I'm just so intrigued to see what their Han Solo film would have been like. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like, I can, I can accept that maybe they weren't the right fit for what they wanted out of Han Solo, but that doesn't mean they're not, like, gifted at other things right Definitely. like it can be but like both can exist it's not like we were served some injustice for them not doing their That's Han true. Solo I mean there's a lot of I, I remember a lot of arguments being over the comedy guys so it's it focused on comedy but retrospectively mm-hmm. think about all the dramatic and breathtaking moments in spite of us which weren't comedy driven and I just can't mm-hmm. help but think about what film we could have got. Um, not that I'm being like, oh, we're on hold, fuck you. Um, I'm just, you know, just thinking about it. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you were saying, Charlie. Don't try and cover your tracks. Don't okay, try and fuck you, on Howard. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. I think said no one ever, though. Let's be <laughs> you say it, and then you just think of his sweet, smiling face. And then you're like, oh. You're like, oh, but me. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know why I did that. Um. <laughs> that was cute. I liked it. Someone's going to clip that sound effect, and that's going to come back for us. <laughs> that's going to <haunt> me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Fuck it. I'm fine with that. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Cool. We good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, to cap off the earnings call discussion, I think that the biggest thing that came out of the earnings call discussion was that Star Wars is alive and well because episode nine was trending on Twitter, even though literally no <laughs> new information was dropped because we're all insane actually, human beings. That's what the earnings actually, call did. Actually, I think that Star Wars is dead. Uh, if you look at all the SJW bullshit <laughs> happening right now, it's clear that uh, Star Wars is dead right now. And uh, <laughs> Sorry. Like, just the possibility of news getting dropped even though it probably wasn't getting dropped that was enough to make it trending i it's think like, that's hilarious it's like a twitter self-fulfilling prophecy or something it's like there will be star <laughs> wars news we must talk about anticipating the star wars news which turned but into star that, wars it, news it proves the point that exactly there's a lot of people out there like naysayers and just not very nice people who are very loud but the majority of people you know are, are not, like don't even if they don't like the film, they don't they don't care. They paid for one. They might have watched it once and gone, you know what, it wasn't for me. And then there might be a few other people that really like the film, bought the film. Guess what? That has a repercussion. Like, people liked it. Um, so is Star Wars dead, guys? One hundred percent dead. Okay. We'd be spending a lot of time talking in the about ground. Dead. <laughs> well. I guess yeah, that it was kind of like a big message to certain people, and that message was this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't really fight facts, I guess. I can try. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> I've got a I've got a YouTube video uh, loading right now, <laughs> disputing oh, no. everything. Get the red font out, lads. <laughs> yep, it's going down. Oh, Jesus. This is this has obviously been an entire elaborate ruse by Bob Iger to fool shareholders and fans alike. There wasn't a into thinking <laughs> one of the most powerful corporations on earth is not that weird bit where Bob Iger <laughs> entered the meeting by jumping into a big room full of gold and then going, which was a bit of a I guess the next major topic we can talk about today, because this episode is very news light due to the fact that not much happened relatively within Star Wars itself. Let's just say that. And your lives. Yeah, you boring, you boring people. <laughs> listening to us, I'm trying to cut that out. Um, <laughs> well, don't. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Off the chain. Uh, can you guys tell why I'm, I usually don't host these episodes? Um, <laughs> I guess we could talk about some of the episode 9 leaks, but rather than doing that right now, I feel like it'd be kind of us to leave it to the end, just so that folks don't have to skip ahead and accidentally walk into the the um, the screenshots about Kylo Ren's bikini. Um, oh, shit. Um, You're right. <laughs> um, so should we go to our listener emails and questions and um, yeah, should we go into that first? Yeah, we got quite a few, so we can we can okay. jump on this. So the first Yay. one we got was from Amantano on Twitter at Star Wars is for everyone. What are the things you enjoy most about Star Wars in and out of universe? Ooh. Also, sorry we missed yeah. this question last episode. We were, we have, we had, we didn't know what we're doing here. <laughs> it's basically what it is. I made the show notes and I missed it, I'm so I'm sorry, like, Amanda. I, I, I think we'll we all now. And say it was Claire's fault completely. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be the one to admit it was Claire's fault. <laughs> so brave of us. Um. <laughs> I cried. So who's got an answer for this one? Go on. First. I got one. There we go. Um so as far as Star Wars like in universe, um, my favorite thing about it is that it just feels so real and like livable. I it feels like this is a real universe. It's not I don't feel like there's um that there's that many holes, just every shot in every location is so filled with these creatures and droids and this lore that we don't even know anything about. And my favorite thing about it in universe is, is, is all those weird creatures and aliens and droids and things. They always make me so, so happy. And they're the moments in every new star Wars movie that have me like squirming in my chair, like a little child who has to go to the bathroom or something. But mom's like five minutes. Just hold on. Um, yeah, that it's, it just Star Wars just feels right, and I just have never I've never connected with any other franchise on the level that I do with Star Wars, just because of those crazy weirdos and aliens, and that it feels complete and full. But this is about to get a little corny, and you guys can deal with it. But out of universe, um, my favorite thing about Star Wars is that there's like so many people who are now like some of the most important people in my life that I would never have known because of Star Wars, like. People who live all over the world, but they've become like family and stuff that I would have never met without Star Wars. So that's pretty neat. And you two are not either of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you both. And I love Kristen too. <laughs> My Star Wars fam. Wow. <laughs> You've been left behind. We're like Savage and Maul, and Claire's like Darcidious. But you have been replaced. <laughs> you know what? That's like all I've ever wanted to be. Like life goals. Thank you for like noticing that. Not everybody does. So thank you, Nikki. Yeah, I got you. It just shows how much of an important person I am in your life that I understand you. Exactly. What about you, Nikki? Um, yeah, I guess in universe, my let's see, my things I enjoy the most in-universe are pilots, whether they're X-Wing yes. pilots, Y-Wing pilots, Naboo N1 Starfighter pilots, 
pod racing pilots of you know it's piloting of a sort um i just love i love the the that sort of skill in sort of fantasy stuff um and sci-fi whatnot uh it just always gets me excited my one of my favorite scenes in any star wars movie is when the resistance arrives at at taco donna and they're like skimming the water and just going pew 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 and pose on a (laughs) killing spree and that stuff just always gets me pumped um i remember even even the rogue one of the rogue one trailers when they show the the X-wings flying through the uh, the canyons on Edu. I was like, yes, like this is what I this is what I came for. Um, so it's got to be the pilots. I always love that stuff. And then uh, what outside of universe? Um, yes, you did. Or did I say that right? <laughs> Out of the universe. Uh, the real the real life things. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the way the way the force in the story has sort of manifested itself as a like community spirituality in in like in real life and the way sort of people have found that sort of togetherness and star Wars being the, you know, that energy that flows through everybody. Um, I like how that has manifested itself and just turned everything into like very real emotions in, um, in our lives. And that's why, that's why we go to celebration and we see trailers and we see people and we like legit, tear up because it you tell someone that like oh yeah i saw a trailer and i cried and they're like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> and um <laughs> but but because like this is such a powerful thing and it's shared amongst millions of people um that's that's why that's why it it touches you in in that way and that is the the greatest thing about star wars in real life cool um that's, yeah, it's interesting that you guys both had that sort of, you know, those answers. I think for me personally, what do I like in the universe? In the universe, I like the Imperial architecture. I know that's a really dorky answer, but like, then the red and, yeah, the red and white. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> okay. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the Death Star, I like the... <laughs> Imperial officer, like it's in the Clone Wars as well. Like there's when it like starts to creep up a little bit more, like when you see um the uh, mm. what's it called the clone base on Coruscant, which was designed by Krennic, um, uh, hashtag retro cannon, um, which yeah, I just <laughs> love that sort. Of... Yeah, the yeah, like the military complex, like, right? Like that sort of style. Everything that like to do with like this sort of imperial style, which is you know, I'm not a bad guy. I just like the style, okay? I can appreciate it. Um, like Ezra, like I'm like, yeah, they're pretty cool. I'm <laughs> still the. I'm not a big fan of <laughs> imperialism, but it's a cool helmet. Um, and I think it's really sort of powerful and emotional that you both guys said out of universe that the things that you love the most are emotional and they connect to you and they're like a emotional level um whether that's the people we meet just based on this film or you know and for me i think the thing i love the most about out of universe is uh star wars lego because they're so cool to build um and i've loved it since a child so lego as an employee of the lego <laughs> corporation i thank you for saying that 
Nikki, why not? <laughs> why on air? Why haven't you given me a discount yet? <laughs> Doug, I can I can use my discount, and you can Venmo me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'll, I'll message you. Um, okay, yeah, so we'll talk about it. Love you. <laughs> How about the I'm next question? Wait. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Our next question is from Neil Larry at Larry Neil. Who would be your dream guest on the podcast? Ooh. Huh. Claire? Yes, you. Oh, me. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um. I feel like the obvious answer, I feel like the obvious answer would be the maker himself, George Lucas. But the problem is um, I would not, I don't think I would enjoy interviewing George Lucas, partially because I'd be like on the verge of like a panic attack. I'd be so anxious and I would like be scared to speak to him. And plus he's so like almost apathetic towards this whole shebang that I feel like it wouldn't be as fun to interview him. Although I'd love to talk to him about Star Wars and about I'd love to interview him, but I'd be scared as hell. But um, I think who I'd really like to talk to would be Ryan Johnson. And not only because I want to weasel some information about his trilogy out of him, (laughs) um, which I would do unsuccessfully. But also, I just I think he's so delightful as a person. And I unfortunately was one of the people that did not get to meet him at Celebration Orlando. And I just want to... But but yeah, I just I just think he's genuinely adorable and delightful and excited about Star Wars, and I just want to speak to him like a bit about what influences him and inspires him while playing in the Star Wars sandbox, and just um and and his favorite parts of Star Wars. I, he would be so much fun to speak with. So I'd say good old good old Ryan. That was a great Cook. choice. Good old Ryan. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we went from "I love you" to "you cock" in one question. Okay. Oh my god. We'll uh, we'll move forward. Um, I think just to sort of ex- like piggyback off why George Lucas would not be a great um, interviewer or interviewee. Uh, it's like can't. It's hard to be a fan of the thing you make. <laughs> like, I feel like you. Why Ryan Johnson would work better is, um, like he's he's he has that de- that detachment, or George Lucas has a detachment from Star Wars that other people don't, who are like making it now. And yeah, so I, I agree with Ryan Johnson, but for the sake of something different, um, I will say. Someone who I think is actually recently out of a job or out of this job, um, but I would pick Curie Hart, who was the mm. like executive of the story group. Or was it good? Is that so, yeah. Why am I blanking on that? Yeah, the Lucasfilm story, <laughs> yeah, the story group, and um, sort of you know like the the creative content like executive and sort of the one who mapped out where things go. And um, I always remember. When she was like came onto the like took those early meetings with Dave Filoni about Rebels, 
And he was like, and the first thing she asked me was like, when are we bringing Thrawn in? And um, I, I like that sort of thing. I like these big sort of big picture ideas. Um, and I'd love to talk to her about the sort of um, whatever uh, big strategies they had as the uh, creative executives at Lucasfilm. So, um, but yeah, I think she has recently left that position. She took up a new job with a, another project, but um, outside of Star Wars. But I think she is still considered a Lucasfilm like consultant. Yeah, we actually went to the um, Lucasfilm yeah. uh, panel at Celebration 2016, um, and she, it was, yeah, it was so good. Great panel uh, to hear her talk about like uh, why she loves Star Wars and how they like sort of got into the whole thing. Um, that's a great answer, actually. Um, for me, dream guest. Um, that's interesting, actually. I, I guess the easy answer would be Mark Hamill, right? Um, because it's mm-hmm. Skywalker. Um, dream guest. I'd love to talk to Harrison Ford. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> us lot talking to Harrison Ford? And like, the only, <laughs> what the fuck are you? He would not be having it. On. And then they offered me Wookiee cookies. <laughs> who the fuck who? <laughs> Harrison, we asked you. <laughs> what made me moist? Yeah. Harrison, what made you moist this week? <laughs> uh, there's a complaint out there. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. I would love that. Like, and it, oh if it's, he, he's like, I'm going to do one Star Wars podcast ever. And it's us. Like, we get picked. Like, we spend about (laughs) four minutes talking about Star Wars. That'd be great. Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, man. What a a legend. (laughs) I think um, if we can throw some, like, quick fire answers out. Just a little backups. I'd love Sam Witwer. And uh, Filoni is obviously another... Uh, huge ex- uh, guest book. We've got you, book. though, to do for learning. Um, and then... <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe he's been here the whole time. <laughs> um... <laughs> Get out of it. Um... Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like, you know, in the vein of Harrison Ford, a lot of those sort of classic actors from the original would be great. Like, imagine talking to Alec Guinness about Obi-Wan. And he's just like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm doing it. <laughs> this is all very this weird. Week, which one by the um, ghost of so yeah. Alec Guinness. Hello there. Now, that'd be, that'd be a booking that'd be cool. right there. What about... Um... <laughs> we pulled out the Wiki board. <laughs> what about... Uh, what's his name from The Phantom Menace? The pilot. <laughs> Rick Ali. <laughs> Rick Ollie. Captain Obvious. Oh my! Oh my God! The whole planet is one He's... big city. So I'm here on the Imperial Senate yeah, podcast, which is a audio form of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing. <laughs> well, we could uh, we could get the um... so purred happily. That's really what he is. He's like the purred happily of Star Wars, and I. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> a great guest that would uh, fly under the radar. The guy who plays Co Bibble, 
and then also oh, also yes. get that Game of Thrones crossover with Mason. Yeah, but he'd Crescent. be bad to do a Skype interview with. Uh, oh yeah, he, he'd keep cutting out. You must contact me. <laughs> 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 What a great voicemail that would be. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't make it to our scheduled time. You must contact me. If you're listening to this small farm boy, next time you do a voicemail, please say that. We love you. <laughs> um, there we go. Our next question is from Beyond I the Blast it. Doors. Yeah. At BTBD Star Wars. Um, as a follow-up from last week, what is your required Star Wars reading? Also, thank you um, to those guys for you know asking us for some questions that we sent to them. Um, canon or Legends, um, as in the Star Wars reading. Guys, what is your required Star Wars reading? Hmm. 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 This is a tough one. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go. Um, I'd say before the Disney acquisition, I would absolutely um, in all the the Thrawn resurgence and Rebels and and those novels, I would say the Heir to the Empire trilogy, just because that has a special place in my heart. Um, that that was a trilogy that really got me into Star Wars books in general. So that that's just special to me, and that's why Thrawn is special to me. But I would say the Thrawn novels, both of them, they, you know, they're, they're a specific taste. I know many people that do not enjoy them, but I freaking love them and I love Thrawn. Um, and I'd say, even though I have a love hate relationship with it, I feel like the aftermath trilogy is super important to like understanding a bit of the world that we're at now in the new Star Wars movies. I feel like those are, those are those are those introduce some great new characters that um, I really really adore, and uh, and I'm interested in what the implications of that trilogy are going forward. Without spoiling anything, um, there's a lot of things that you know in those in those books that could be important to future Star Wars storytelling. And as far as comics go. Um, the Lando, their first Lando miniseries, and Doctor Afra. Those are the two Star Wars comics that have like delighted me the most so far. Yay! Yeet. Those are good, good reads, all of them. Yeah, they am right. They um, are. Let me see. I don't know to which degree this one is considered canon or legends, <laughs> but I will say the Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith novelization. By oh. Mr. Matthew Stover. How did I could forget? That. Um, How could I forget that? <laughs> uh, you were just you were giving me the the dunk, right? Um, for sure. So, for, sure. for whatever reason, someone may not like the prequels by means of film execution. I feel like the aside from being just a great novel, the the Revenge of the Sith novelization is a good way to enjoy sort of. The vibe, the story of episode three. If you have, if you have film issues, right? Um, but to get the story, I think the uh, the novelization is just one of the best, and um, it it changes the way you perceive a lot of the characters and those internal struggles. And when you can mesh that with watching the movie, 
this the loaded scenes like um like the you know Anakin and Padme sort of staring across the city at each other they have even more it's like it's like you got a baked potato and you're like oh man or a jacket potato sorry Charlie um <laughs> uh, we uh <laughs> so it's like you got your what? you got your toppings and you're like hmm let's shove a little more bacon in there let's put a little more cheese on that jacket man what's a jacket it's, potato it's the british version or the british name for a baked potato it's the that's the most adorable thing i've ever heard it's got a little coat on oh <laughs> Oh my god, that's so it's cute! It's the Paddington Bear of potatoes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm a I've potato. never heard that before. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! Okay, yeah. okay. Continue. Yeah. Continue. So it's like you saying. got that scene in the movie, which is already—I'll use another food metaphor because I like food. <laughs> it's already like a nacho plate, and um, and then <laughs> and then you read that book and you. You just take all that knowledge, you synthesize it into the film, and it becomes even loaded, more loaded nachos. You're just piling more stuff on there. And it is, it, it's just an epic way to experience the Revenge of the Sith story. Um, and I don't read enough comics to like really give you a great answer in that regard, but I really enjoy the, uh, the Poe Dameron series. So if you really like, like me, Sort of the the pilots, the resistance pilots, and especially Poe and adventures that he gets up to. That is a good piece of reading. And even on that, for like explicitly legends, I would say the 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 X Wing series was always my my big thing. So if you like pilots and stuff and our boy Wedge and want to read about some adventures through his uh through his eyes, then those are some cracking books. Good picks, gang. Um, I think for me, uh, the canon book I'd say would be Bloodline, um, which is such a good mm. book. Like just in itself, it's a great delve into Leia. And one of the things I love, which if I had to, okay, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll save a bit of this for the next question, but. There is a good sort of focus on Leia and Anakin's relationship, and the the difficulty in Leia having to try and forgive. She doesn't. Even, I wouldn't even say forgive completely, but like understand what her father did, and you know the whole complicated mess that is her father being Vader. Um, it's also a good lead in to the Resistance and adds a bit more. Shebang to The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. There's a few um, mm-hmm. character elements in that book which were suggested by Ryan Johnson, which really plays into The Last Jedi, like the whole idea of the, um, well, spoiler alert, but the napkin bombing was clearly Ben Solo um, writing to his mother. Um, because, you know, we see the calligraphy set <laughs> in The Last Jedi. And. <laughs> Leia mentions how not many people use calligraphy anymore, um, and obviously he would have been—he would have been—he would have understood what was going on with that whole first order plot. Um, non-canon stuff. 
there's a lot of good non-canon stories out there, particularly in the comics. Um, I really, I mean, obviously, like, this is a different type of non-canon, because it was non-canon in terms of non-canon, if that makes sense. Um, but I was a big mm-hmm. fan of both the Infinity series and also Tag and Bink. <laughs> I love a good... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love a good Star Wars. Like, if you can make Star Wars and comedy, I mean, look at this show for God's sake. Um, it's always a good mix, unless it's uh, details. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really like that. And also, Infinities is really cool because it's basically Marvel's What If series, but with Star Wars, which is always an interesting sort of delve because you basically have no. Like, you can do anything with that storyline. You could take it take it anyway. Yeah. Um, which is always fun. You can always make up your own different ending. So that would be my that'd be my answer. Um we've got one extra bit from Wait, one, one <laughs> quick thing. I gotta cheat before we go oh, to the next question. Because there are just a couple things that I cannot uh for uh, like not mention. <laughs> um that is the uh in the from a certain point of view you have to read, I don't care what else you read, you have to read these three stories. The one with R5, where he's like the hero yes. droid. <laughs> the, um, so good. That one, is, that one will change your life. Then uh, the Master and Apprentice one between Obi-Wan <laughs> and Qui-Gon. Another Claudia Gray entry. And then the, uh, the Yoda one, where he thinks he's going to train Leia. And then when he's like, you're gonna get Luke. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like Luke sucks. Those are all really good. It's like Leia's the one. Leia's the one. She's focused. She's she's got it figured out. Um, those those three just change the way I I view those 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 characters and um, simply phenomenal. And then one little more is the the Leia Princess of Alderaan because that cemented Grand Moff Tarkin as my favorite Star Wars villain. Ooh, very good answers. Um, we got one extra little bit. We should do a quick fire section of this little bit add-on from Beyond the Blast Doors, which is um, what are our takes on what Goldenrod, aka Freepio, will be doing in episode nine? Um, I personally think, um, and this isn't. A, I think no, it is. It's a criticism of the sequel trilogy, which is not much. Um, I love 3PO and R2, and I like that whenever it's sort of a big role in the plots and based on the last two films, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it. I mean, I understand because BB-8 is in it, but at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. George's. If you're going to stick to George's complete vision, not not even complete vision, but like the the main tenets, the idea that R2 is repeating the stories when he's a half asleep for fucking most of the sequel trilogy, it seems a bit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, I hope he, he, I hope Freepio's got a lot to do. Maybe he goes off with on the Falcon. I'd like to see him on the Falcon for once, like Resistance General. Three <laughs> PM. <3PM. laughs> oh my! Heard <laughs> of them? Um, what about you guys? Hmm. I don't have any real um, plot predictions about C- about C three PO, but what I would like to see, um. I'd like to see him get more time with R2 because they've been really separate and 
their banter and their relationship um, through the original six, I it it just always made me giggle and always made me happy, and I enjoy them and their chemistry together. I hope they spend more time together in episode nine, although I don't expect that either. Um, also, C-3PO hasn't translated anything for any weird alien species either, and that's another C-3PO thing that always like made me giggle. And uh, so I hope that there's some crazy little creatures that we meet that they're like, uh, I don't C-3PO help out. So yeah. For That's sure. I, I, I hope he has, I hope they both have a, you know, like we said, a, a good role to play because yeah, I mean, they are, they are, they're the, the OG sort of people of Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars opens through their perspective. Um, and like just these two droids lost in this, you know, galaxy at war. And um, I hope, yeah, I hope we get stuff. And, you know, like we said, They've been separate throughout most of these uh, sequel movies. It was nice Ryan threw in that little <laughs> right at the end. He's like, oh, my good friend. <laughs> like, good to see you. <laughs> um, oh, so shit. it's nice that they're together now. I hope they stay that way. Um, 3PO, I think, yeah, I, I hope he's part of some sort of negotiation or something. You know, if they have to go see see someone and he's there and it's funny because 3PO is funny. and um. Like extending off that, I want I want R two to save the day. Like that is that's his thing, right? Like I know BB eight, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting, both comedy wise and just sort of being the savior droid. But that was R 2s thing, and I hope for episode nine we get that moment where where R two saves everyone's ass because that's what he's about. And yeah, I think just those those droids want a bigger role for sure. Okay, next question is from Canon Comic Clone Denal at 501 Denal. If you guys could each make a Marvel Star Wars comic one shot, what time period would it be in? Who would be in it? And what would be the story? Hmm. Well, mine would definitely be a post Return of the Jedi, totally alive, salacious crumb kicking ass and taking names and being a hollow net star. This was supposed to be Canon, um, though. That would be mine. Shut no, your he, mouth. He He's canon. It's canon. Six, He's alive. You should You should Nope. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your nonsense. We started this online and I refuse to finish it here um, because I will buy a plane ticket to the United Kingdom just to murder <laughs> you and then fly back. I will do They're it. They're going to kill me like Feel salacious, watch out. salacious April, died watch in episode six. <laughs> Get out. Why do I do a show with you? I don't like you anymore, Charlie. <laughs> Remember that cute comment I was talking about how all these people from all over the globe that I adore off. through Star Wars. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Double yeah, not you. Yeah. Not you. Well. You're dead to me, Charlie. That's fine. He doesn't. He lives. He's dead. I'm sorry. It's in the film. I, shh, 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 not, not about that. Dead? No. Yes. Um, I didn't see what? it. Take your words carefully. I didn't there, see Nikki. a body because it blew up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't see a body. <laughs> Picks where it didn't happen. <laughs> Cut in half and he lived. Okay, that's more of seeing a body than salacious. I'm, I'm still. Out. You know what? I'm still like. I didn't see Mace Windu die. Technically, he could have landed on a speeder. 
and flown off to some other place and be like, man, fuck this. I'm out of here. Fucking motherfucking kid cut my hand off and I'm I'm fucking done with this. Fucking Jedi bullshit, Sith bullshit. Tired of these motherfucking lightsabers going through my motherfucking wrists. And he just bugs out. And he bugs out for the rest of the series. I I can live with that. So As a if- compromise, I could I would I would like I would only accept Salacious Crumb being alive if it's a buddy comedy between Samuel Jackson's Mace Windu, who's alive, and <laughs> Salacious Crumb. It's like, <laughs> dead. I mean, I'll take it. Any crumb content. Just get Sam Jackson in that uh, like Django Unchained makeup, and and then he'll be he'll be old Mace Windu. Maybe a lot less racist, please, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, I think that Disney wouldn't go for that. Uh, that branch. Uh, Nikki? Yes. My Marvel one-shot. Um, this is really random, but it's the first thing I can think of. Go on. I want to see... I'd love to see Ben Solo learn how to fly. And um, hmm. whether that was Han teaching him or Luke teaching him or... Someone else teaching him. Um, Chewy. Yeah. Chewy. I don't know. I feel like it's hard. He's such an interesting character because there is a huge fan base for Ben Solo, right? Like, not not even like Ky- like people don't even refer to him as Kylo. Like to these to these fans, he's Ben, and that's really interesting to me because we have so little of Ben in like any way, and so I'd love to see how he sort of has developed. You know, some little aspect of his life, what it was like when he was not a, like, douche, <laughs> not a grown-up <laughs> douche, and also not a toddler. Like, I want to see him, um, you know, as, a, like, a teen and, you know, learning something and maybe have maybe having a some, somewhat good relationship with someone. I'd like to see that. With Uncle One One. No, there we go. He could have taught him mm-hmm. how to fly. That would have been cool. Um, that's an interesting idea. I think for my story, there's a story I've always wanted to tell. Like if I ever got in to Lucasfilm publishing or, you know, Del Rey, there's always a story I wanted to tell, which is basically Luke post Return of the Jedi. Trying going with like maybe Leia's involved in some other like thing, but he's asking for her help and but he, the main priority is that he's basically trying to find out more about his father. But in the process, he actually finds out more about Padme and realizes that he's got a lot of Padme in him. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Why did I laugh? The emotions. That wasn't a laugh. That was a oh, little was cry. A cry. I thought it was a laugh. It was. It was a little. It was a little. <laughs> oh, my heart. I, yeah, everyone keeps saying, obviously, like. Leia is like Padme because of the Senator thing and Luke is like Anakin because of the Jedi. But actually, I think there's a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot of... What Bloodline did really well was that it Leia realizes there's a lot of Anakin in her. And she didn't want mm-hmm. to process that before. Like, And then she does in the book, she actually acknowledges it. Like, she's prone to get angry sometimes quickly. Um, she's clearly very powerful in the Force, but she doesn't... She wasn't training exactly the same way. I imagine if she was taken the same age Anakin was, she would have been on that level. Um, 
And it's the same with Luke. I mean, look at the like, the parallels in the films. The only two major people to say that they're still good in Anakin are both Padme and Luke. There's a calmness about mm-hmm. them. And there's a if they're pushed to the limit, they can be aggressive, but I feel like there's a calmness to them. They always try to see the good in people. Um and I, I think that's an interesting concept because I don't think Luke has ever really thought about Padme much. But I like the idea that he's actively looking more for Vader. Finds out about his mum and grows sort of, I don't know. He, he he delves into that. Maybe he like buys some of the stuff that Padme had, like Leia bought, bought some of the stuff that she had. Like Luke's yeah. had, like a portrait of Padme. That would have been really cool. Recapture some of that shit the Emperor stole. <laughs> yeah. And then he's trying to like flex all over Vader and he's like, hey, you see this ship? <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Look familiar? You dumb shit. <laughs> what about this lingerie? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> see this leather dress? <laughs> oh, What's no. it make you feel, Lord Vader? I like how I'm very like Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's sticking to me like oh, a wet shit. Kleenex. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what, so your 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 actual series would just be Palpatine annoying Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, look! Um, nice necklace. I found it off a corpse. Please put that back. <laughs> In all seriousness, no. Though oh I think uh, <laughs> I think that would be a, a really beautiful story, though. To any any of those things where it's like you know a a character rediscovering sort of something that's a part of them that they didn't know about. Um, I think that's just those are really like nice cathartic moments. And again, because I mentioned I um have been rereading a lot of Harry Potter. Um, there's a scene or a, a part of the book where he finds like a letter that. Um, his mom had written to to Sirius Black, and it's like it's it's something where he reads it and like he f- he finds his his mama alive in a way that he's never known, and it's just it's a really touching moment. So I think yeah, getting that with Luke and Padme, these two characters we love in Star Wars, is would be a, would be a really incredible thing. Do you know how I'd end it as well, Claire? I think you should get some tissues. All right. Oh God! Why? You know, okay, like, you know, fine. like that scene okay, in Harry Potter, as you're saying Harry Potter, where they go to Godric's Hollow, mm-hmm. and Harry has like a connection yeah. to the fact that this was his family home and stuff. The ending of the story would have Luke and Padme and Baby Ben on the boo, and they find Padme's family and they tell them who they are, and they reconnect. Oh. The chills. Do you think the Nibiri still live in the same house? I would like to think so. And then like, okay, so you're actually missing out on like 30 years of uh, Christmas presents? (laughs) 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 Oh my god. If like Ben wasn't a baby and he's like, so uh, great grandma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> last year, last where, year, where, where are the checks <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously oh it, my god the, the, the epilogue would be the thing that like maybe the grandpa like the, uh, Padme's mum gives Luke this 
portrait of Padme. And he puts it up in the hut. And then the epilogue is Luke searching the ruins of the burnt down Jedi Temple. And it's 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 destroyed. Man, this is like this is like the Star no. Wars version of This Is Us. It's fucking emotional baiting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you dumb shit! You know that picture of Padme that Luke bad <laughs> Luke got from uh, the Nibiru? It's gone. <laughs> How's that make you feel, Lord Vader? <laughs> <laughs> Vader. Oh my god! <laughs> <It's> strange. Nice like just a gang, like a bully gang. <laughs> Well, the Knights of Ren are just a bunch of kids that you like, <laughs> hang around the playground. They're the First Order bullies. Oh my god. Yeah, I heard you. Have you killed all the Jedi? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I just want jackets. <laughs> ben, that leather jacket down. <laughs> Uncle Lou. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Uncle Luke says no touching. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. (laughs) Please. (laughs) That was was a great... Thank you, uh... Thank you, uh... Canon Comic Dean Clone Dino, because you let us... You let us ride there. (laughs) (laughs) Um... A question from Tristan at Centurion Irons. Who is your favorite Imperial character outside of Sheev and Vader? Ooh. Claire, yours is Fraun, so we'll just skip that one. Um, <laughs> checking, Claire. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I was going to say, um, honorable mentions, Sinjir, Rathvelis, and Eli Vanto, even though Sinjir leaves the Empire. I love Sinjir. But yeah, you're right, Thrawn. You're right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Baby blue. Um... I think I also mm. revealed mine. Uh, Tarkin is my favorite Star Wars villain. Um, there's something about these people who are evil, not because of the dark side, <laughs> but because they're just like kind of dicks. Um, and I love that. <laughs> I, lo- I love him the same way I love Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. They're just, they are powerhouses yes. in their own way. And um, yeah. That so for me it's Grand Marf Grand Marf uh, <laughs> Grand Moff Darken <laughs> Woof <laughs> Oh as you picked Grand Moff Tarkin, I think oh and I can't pick him obviously because that would be cheating. I'd say Krennic. I love Krennic. He's a great Imperial mm. character. And he's a different Imperial character because unlike Krennic uh, Tarkin who is more of the aristocratic imperial. Krennic is more of a working class imperial who's trying to, he's like, a, actually he's more like middle class, who's trying to reach up the heights of imperial aristocracy and can never quite get there, which I think is intriguing. Like the idea that he slips out of his accent sometimes, like he goes from very British to his nat- uh, natural accent of Australian, which I think is really cool. Like to hear that in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pissed off. He slips into his like normal accent as opposed to the, Oh yes. A farm. Really? Um, I like that. I uh, special shout out to captain Kennedy. 
<laughs> she was an Imperial at, at one point. So, yes, a special still counts. Also, a special shout out for me is Jojo uh, Rod. Oh yeah, who is the mm. um, what a deleted scene? Who is the best? He's so good in that deleted scene, and if we do get this, because he's going to be at celebration, I really want to talk, speak mm. to him about that deleted scene. And um, also, I love the idea that because of the special edition, there's a, he basically ends up <laughs> over Bespin <laughs> because they just reuse the shot from the Death Star and forget they even bother to bleep him out. Uh. So he's basically <laughs> like building the Death Star too, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'll pick him up." And then they're just like, "Why are you delayed?" He's like, "Because you asked me to pick you up <laughs> like, two weeks ago." <laughs> <laughs> oh man what do you like, want I don't remember that get on with it um, yeah uh, the next question Tom the guard boy at Tom the fanboy what is the worst Lando theory you've heard for episode 9 Ooh. I think for me it's the king of awful Lando takes that he dies oh <gasps> What a terrible theory. Whoever's, whoever's spouting that nonsense, stop. <laughs> um, Lando. <laughs> don't you put that out Lando, in the world. Lando, I don't know what he's going to do, but as long as he's cool at the end of it, then I am good. No Lando death. I agree. You know, actually, I haven't heard a whole bunch of Lando theories, but I haven't been looking for him either. Um but one thing that I did here is somebody had suggested that he was going to be feeding information to the First Order, which, first of all, we already did that in Empire. That already happened. And then in Last Jedi, we had DJ doing that, you know, being the it's, it's kind of rehashing the same old thing. Also, Lando and Leia have been through too much together. And he, isn't he like the godfather to her child? Like he wouldn't. <laughs> Like that's we're way past that's one that of those, point. We're way past the point where he would ever betray anybody. That's one of those things where you can tell <laughs> the people theorizing don't know how to craft stories. Like Yeah. <laughs> or haven't watched the film. Yeah. You know, they don't mm-hmm. it's that 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 would be awful storytelling to, you know, using what we know, the developments from films, books, blah blah blah. <laughs> to to go in that direction would be so stupid. <laughs> It would be ridiculous. There was a rumor I people. I saw where it suggested that I don't know if it's linked uh, link to that one, Claire. But there's a rumor that uh, Lando is out of the business. Like, like he's not. He's the one who's supposed to call. But the only reason why he's joining in is because he wants the Falcon back. And oh, like, I don't price, like that either. The price is that him getting the Falcon back. Yeah, I hate that idea. And people are like it's really cool because he gets the Falcon. It's like. One, his friend has died, so fuck you. Two, like you said, it's you know the person who killed him was his godson. And three, watch a film called *Revenge of the Jedi*. He gets behind the wheel. He gets behind the wheel. Plus, I don't even care if he's. In, I don't. I think he should fly the Falcon in this film. I don't think he should. He should demand the Falcon back because. One, he doesn't give a shit by yeah. the Jedi. He says, "Like, I don't, don't worry about it. I don't, I don't want to have the Falcon." Hans, Hans basically like, "Yeah, go ahead. Just don't scratch it." Um, and guess what? <laughs> he gives it back. He doesn't run yeah. off of it. Exactly. <laughs> so it just seems there were str- so many other chances mm-hmm. for him to do that, man. Like <laughs> exactly. It just seems very strange. Why? It's again. It's like someone. I'm not trying to be like a gatekeeping 
person, but it's like someone watched the film and didn't really appreciate the the finer details, like the the finer details, but more importantly, the evolution yeah. of the character. I mean, yeah, because I mean, it's it's something like it's not a very explicit storyline, right? Of of the Lando Han Falcon relationship in Jedi, but but like it's there when you look for it. Like you can, you can look at. He's got a whole fucking yeah. city. <laughs> what did you want to get? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, should we go <laughs> to the next question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nova Mortis at it figures one one three eight. Nice reference. Um, it says I feel a disservice was perpetrated on Star Wars by not having a core, by not having the core characters on one li- last final glorious mission. They were kept apart. Now it's too late for many reasons. What's your take on the franchise going forward? Hashtag asking for a friend. Hmm. That's that's true. That it did feel kind of sad that we didn't get to see the OG friends back together again. Um, but at the same time, that life. Yeah. I feel like like Luke and Leia were nineteen. Han was 25 in New Hope. I love friends, but there's loads of friends I don't really get to see that often anymore. And I'm only 23. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's just life. You don't get to hang out with people all the time. Also, I'm sure there's loads of stories we can see in the future with all them characters back together. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we enter, we re-enter their lives after tragedy. Um, and I think... It's it's just it's very true to to real world, right? Like we don't get these fairy tale endings all the time in life, and you don't get to see the people that you want to see again. Um, and to me, that that kind of keeps it emotionally grounded. Um, we it, it could have been very easy to do these movies and just everyone's kicking ass together and blah blah blah. But but they did the harder thing, and they they told us a story where where people are, you know, they're reeling from, from things that have rocked their, their status quo. And yeah, I mean, you just, you don't always get that thing that you want. And the, the meetings we do have between the characters, I think are even more um, like expertly crafted because, and emotional because of that reality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much as we all love the original trilogy main 3, as far as like the franchise going forward and like from a real world perspective of it, I think it was an important thing that Star Wars could move forward and have stories apart from them. Um or it it was not going to survive because even though it's kind of morbid to say, um Mark and Harrison um along with Carrie, they're not going to live forever um, in our hearts. Absolutely. And in our stories and in our movies and yeah, well, we will always have a piece of that, but star Wars um, needed to be able to stand apart from them and, and still feel like star Wars without it having have, without it being so closely tied to Han, Luke and Leia. And I think that you both really hit it on the head. I mean, one of my best friends in the whole entire world lives 10 minutes from my house and I still don't see her 
all that often because we're humans with jobs and lives and other things that we got to do. And being so far away across the galaxy from each other and having all of this tragedy in their lives, they're a little preoccupied. Um, so it it is sad that we didn't get that because I would have bawled like a baby, but um, it added a special element to the sequel trilogy and it reminded us um, that the fight's not over and um, the moments that we do get of them together are even more special in my book just because there's that extra longing be like, oh, it, it pulls at your heartstrings even more. Just like, I wish I could have that other one there. Um, but yeah, like moving forward, I just think that Star Wars needs to explore different regions of the galaxy, different time periods and outside of the small little, what is it, 50 year 60 year time bubble that we're that we're pretty much stuck in as far as our Star Wars on-screen storytelling has gone because there's a really huge galaxy out there just beyond that same kind of format of separatist versus republic or empire versus rebels or first order versus resistance it's all the same kind of format and i think that moving forward Star Wars needs to be able to branch away from that familiar um that familiar comfortable uh, set up that the original trilogy and our original three kind of placed on us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's clear that instead of focusing on the star, uh, the Skywalker saga, we should focus on different forms like in the universe, but different types of concepts, which is why I want to see blue planet, but star <laughs> Wars. That'd be epic. <laughs> so here we are on October. Home of the pork. <laughs> the pork <laughs> flies across the mountain range and is nibbled to death <laughs> by a walkie. <laughs> you know, if David At- if David Attenborough were in the Star Wars universe, he would totally be a Mon Cal. Like, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> on the range. Don't fly to that Watch out for a trap. <laughs> a tiger leaps forward as a trap. Unfamiliar predators. <laughs> I wanna I'd watch the Zilla Beast yeah, episode of that. We see. Oh yeah. <laughs> Zilla Beast flying through Coruscant <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> That'd be great. Watch as the icy glass foxes run across. The Salty Plains. That's so good. also a historical documentary about archaeology, but it's just Los Antigua. Oh my god, yes! Here we have Malakor. But what happened here? Every episode begins with, this will begin to make things right. Yeah, it's what actually happened. This will make things right. Los Antecas, ancient sites. Oh my god. Like, man, I know we're joking, but if there were a History Channel or Discovery Channel Star Wars version, I would never leave my house and I would just sit there and watch it all freaking I mean, day. That's and like what that's I would it. Do. Boba the Bunny Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I love like a like a bar rescue thing going to like Dex's diner in the cantina. A bar rescue. 
<laughs> you clean that with this rag? Rumsy. The fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> you can't have these you can't have these poor wings just sitting in the freezer like that. You fucking sick fuck. <laughs> Dex's kitchen nightmares. What do you, <laughs> you store this Java juice in? <laughs> you gotta clean these containers, please, sick bastards. Please. Please, Dex. How much will it cost to replace this diner? It depends on how big your pocketbook is. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so oh, reality man. TV. So Star Wars. Here we go. Blue Planet. Yes. Yeah. What, what other shows could we have? Uh, shout out to Ash Crossan, by the way. Um, who's that cat guy? I can't remember his name, but him, but with loft cats, <laughs> loft cat trainer. <laughs> what? Um, what? You don't know who, who this guy is? The cat guy? No. I, who's the cat guy? Oh my god! He's the coolest dude. He's this guy. He's like the cat whisperer. Is that what it's called? Am oh, I the cat guy. <laughs> oh, my sister watches that show. The bald guy with the glasses Pablo? who like <laughs> my yeah. cat from hell. Is that the show? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. My loft cat from hell. <laughs> I would be all about that. Um, there we that's go. That's what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> that that said, I think we have highlighted a few underserved characters in Star Wars canon, though. Give them some stuff. Lor Santeca. Some decks, you know. More Dex, content. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if anyone who's listened to this and is a fan of the show, if you can, if you can create some sort of mock-up art for each of these shows, um, Dex's Kitchen Nightmares, etc. Um, My Lothcat from Hell. You'll win a no prize. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shout. We'll shout you out next episode. Maybe the best one but, gets a free shirt. Um, okay, I think one of. Yeah. Sure. I. Th- Do you know what? Yeah. Why not? Free shirt for whoever gets the best. Art piece. Um, so like, make it like a sort of reality TV like, show like, like, for, or documentary for the Star Wars universe. Yeah, either what we said. Show us what you got. Show us what we if ones for what we said, and if you have your own one, <laughs> go ahead. Um, we're on the last question now, which is a voicemail from our favorite person in the galaxy. How do senators? Miss Kristen, Miss Claire, Nikki, Charlie, Miss Here's Anthony, rural farm boy in that Twitterverse. I'm being a mobile rural farm boy right now. Um, seeing you put up the call, send us your questions, recording show on Saturday. So I'm here to answer that call. Get back home and mull through some more of them photographs. Them reference photographs Mr. Ward done put up on episode 9. Wow. Making it more real, closer we get. But, oh, thing on my mind this week, listening to as many other Star Wars shows as I do through a week, put me to wonder, what other shows my Star Wars friends listens to? And maybe some that might be lesser known. The, uh, are there any other ones? Because we all know making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting and Rogue One and Bad Motivators, Star Wars Underworld. But what's maybe some other shows that Yins might listen to? 
I got some recommendations too. And maybe you might have seen in that Twitterverse, I done put myself on a mission to go bigger and wider and bring some of them other lesser known folks together. I done that last week with a newer, really good show called Jam Transmissions. A couple of folks named Pete and Josh put to doing really good show and they started asking different questions on what you think about and I went about to all of our other Star Wars podcast friends and getting them in the mix which really lit Pete and Josh's show up got them mixed up with well Dallas just jumped both feet straight into that which really made their day and got Jeff Kelts in and just oh wow really lit them up and even got a couple other folks that got really good shows like tj bowser does do back discussions and johnny orm is my star wars life that on twitter yeah he got his own little one-man show that's really good so also maybe keep your eyes peeled because as a these other different shows that i listen to and like and also recommends yeah when they're asking for different input I'm going to go all about Twitter when I see when they're asking for a thing like I did with uh, somebody was asking about talking about resistance. So I went after Doug that does Radio Dakar and John and Marie Macias because them two is sole focus on resistance. So that's my aim is just to try to get us even instead of being little groups all here or thereabouts, get the greater lot of us all together and then we'll all be talking together. So I'll look forward to your show this coming week, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, and see what all you think. Let me know what you think. So until then, my Star Wars friends, may the force be with each of you. See you on the radio. Real fine boy. Hi, guy. We always like hearing um, from you. First, one one note, um, guys. Well, I know you, you don't have to leave messages and drive. Remember, <laughs> focus on the road. <laughs> we, we don't want any oh issues God. to uh, to occur because you're thinking about Star Wars too much. Um, so drive safely, but we appreciate the uh, the voicemail for sure. Also, shout out to Rural Farm Boy for I, – I don't think I've ever encountered another Star Wars fan who listens to as many podcasts regularly as he does. So, Anthony, you are you, – I, I, we're going to give you some suggestions, but my, my, my guess is that you already listen to every Star Wars podcast that has ever happened because <laughs> so you're always sharing them, and, and we appreciate you for that, man. So, what you guys got – yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, Royal Fun Boy, I think you should win Best Oscar for voicemails. Because every time it's just a, a joy to listen to. Um, oh, well, obviously, we're part of the Not Staff for woo. Work Network, um, who is run by our lovely we host. We love Sam, you, Mom. Um, and her podcast. Uh, we, la- we Hi, love Mom. you. Um, her <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Mom, Charlie's yelling at me! <laughs> Mommy! Mommy! 
attention, <laughs> mummy. Anyway, um, uh, her podcast, Rogue Podron, is now part of the Not Safer Work Network, and it, it, they're such a good, bunch of good eggs. So listen to them. Um, I mean, Danny, Meg, uh, Saf, and Heath D. Williams himself. Um, where can you go wrong? They're a fun bunch of very entertaining humans. That sounds really disingenuous at the end, just because I've yes, yes, but I, I, I truly, I love them. Ooh. I love them. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. I will give a shout out to our guy Mark, who has a show called Forever Star Wars on the Clashing Sabers Network. Um, he's a he's always a fun dude. Great, great takes. Great analysis on Star Wars. Um, so yeah, check him out. Follow him on Twitter as well at, uh, let me see where he went. DJ M Mark at DJ M Marquis. Is that more Marquis? I don't know. M A R Q U I S. Um, great dude. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, obviously we love, I mean, like, Mm-hmm. We're all mm-hmm. humble saying there's so many great people out there in the community and you know, help each other out. We love everyone. Um you know, this there's, there's a lot of good content out there, obviously. There's a lot of um podcasts that don't get shout outs as much. And uh, can I just say that um another show on our network, I'm not I'm not trying to do this on <laughs> like self promote, but um Savage Skywalkers. Um yeah. We love you. Um, they have such a good show, um, which I don't ever get. I just feel like we. I don't. I don't know why we're not hearing as much about it as other podcasts because they're so good. Um, Lynn and Emma are just the greatest, and the sort of the guests they have on there are pretty amazing. So listen to the last few episodes on the Not Suffer Work Network. Yes, we love you guys. Yeah, we do. But yeah, uh, the ones that I make you boo boo. Um, but yeah, every week I have to listen to Bad Motivators. Those are my brothers. So another shout out to them. And they have some really sweet merch. Um, if you need some new Star Wars t shirts, um, a couple of my favorite Star Wars podcasts. Um, I love the Dorky Diva show because um, the thing I like the most about them is that they. Um, Savannah and Brian are both just delightful people and I hope you get to meet them if you're going to celebration because they will be there and they're great um, and they have really great discussion and they and you can tell that they care about each other so much they've been friends for so long but they don't agree on a single <laughs> goddamn thing and it's I, I love their discussion because they just there are they argue with each other and they bicker it's like brother and sister but they like don't agree on anything and it's so entertaining to me that it's done with love and it's like if you want to hear two people respectfully disagree with each other like just be fundamentally opposed on most points but like still have a good discussion and care about each other that's the show to listen to and they're both just so so nice and shout out to blast points as well because every episode of theirs is so original and so well edited and they just crack me up and they and I I feel a kinship with with Jason and Gabe because they love the weirdest parts of Star Wars and those just like really tickle their fancy and that's the same 
I am that kind of fan. <laughs> the salacious <Well>. grim girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, right. you don't and your say. brain is salacious crumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at my portrait of him on my wall right you now. You're, um, you're and he's beautiful. A religious um, section of yeah. your house where you pray. Your shrine. Yeah. <laughs> my shrine? Yeah. Um, my salacious shrine. Yeah, blast points are awesome it's, as well. And it's really I met gorgeous them last over year here. At celebration, uh, not last year, the year before. And they're the coolest dudes and the kindest dudes. Um, also, shout out to Savannah. She just did a really great blog post about Celebration, if it's your first time going. Um, yeah. It's so good. Also, if it's not your first time going, because <laughs> I've gone before and I was like, oh, that's a really good, good idea that never occurred to me. Just if you're going to go. Yeah. If you're going to go to any convention, not just Star Wars Celebration, but it's very, yeah, very so great blog post. And um, also, we should give a shout out to uh, our, our new friends, <laughs> Beyond the Blast Doors. <laughs> They've got a fun. They got a fun YouTube show um, where they cover a lot of stuff. So it was. It's been. It's been cool, sort of connecting with them over the past, gosh, like week or so. Um, so you definitely check them out too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think. Yes. I don't know if you guys got. I mean, there's loads of podcasts we can stay. I mean. Yeah, you could literally go on forever. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you writing this down? <laughs> I believe there is also. Um, okay, no, um, I think that's <laughs> all we've got time for this week, which is a shame because we've only been going for nearly two hours. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Um, if you want to find out more about our weird <laughs> lives, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at ImpsNatePod, on Instagram at ImperialSnatePod. Like us on Facebook for show updates and other cool stuff. If you ever feel like sending in a question or voicemail, you can send it to us at imperialsnitpodcast at gmail.com or, which we're going to try and do more now, more now? We, uh, send us a question on Twitter using... Well, Claire, please, <laughs> I was doing that really professional then. Um, send us a question on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Me professional? Yes. When... When have I send, ever been professional? Send us a sorry, sorry. Question on You're doing a great job. You're using the it. hashtag um, Imp Senate Pod Cues. Is that right? Have I got that right? No. Imp Senate Cues. No. Imp Senate Cues. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> if you want some sweet swag from, I don't know why you would, but because um, we're useless apparently. Um, go to tpublic.com slash user slash the Imperial Senate podcast. You can become a patron on our Patreon page because that would be super cool. And if you play Star Wars Battlefront 2 on PlayStation Network, join our community group. Um, just add us on there. If you want to personally add me, go ahead. Um, and I'll add you to it if you want. Um, but i tell you what, where can we find the rest of you guys online? You know what? I think Fuck before we do our personal plugs, we shouldn't we sh- we should not forget the most important part of our show, which was what made you moist in Star Wars this week. Um, so maybe we can we, let's let's plug inside that. <laughs> Go on. I got one. Go. I'll start off. Um, 
what made me moist in Star Wars this week is that I have been um, is that I was chatting with Chris Hall, who you can find on Twitter at Chris Hall Artist, and huh? he's uh, you nope. guessed it, an artist, and he's uh, oh, commissioning. Dude, I've commissioned crossed. some salacious oh, crumb artwork from him. I have, and I'm so excited. It's going to go next to my other salacious in my office. And um, that is what made me, because the ideas that he shared with me, uh, it makes me very excited to see it. And he's a good dude. So you can follow him at Chris Hall Artist, and you can follow me on Twitter at C-Stribs. Burnt paper. Uh, Nikki. Is he going to be what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Fight me. Fight me, Ashby. I love you too. Oh, man. I hate you. Um, let's see. Or maybe most moist in Star Wars. Um, I think we will probably say this for another episode, but uh, there were a few little pictures that surfaced around the internet about episode nine oh. things. Um, and there were some great, there were some great should looks dive, for our people we in there. We'd talk about it. I mean, yeah, we can do that now. Like, if you don't want to listen to this, <laughs> we're going completely hey, out of order. <laughs> much like Star Wars, we like to jump around the timeline. Um, I'll quickly jump in. If we quickly just plug our stuff, and then we'll get back to that little bit at the end. Um, okay, so we're gonna go into it. Then um, I'll just quickly say, uh, I'll my uh, my moistness then is. Star Wars Celebration, it's coming. It's it's all oh men. I'm so excited. Various reasons. Star Wars reasons. Game of Thrones reasons. <laughs> We're getting our season premiere during Celebration. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that is my thing. Uh, I'm super moist for and will continue to be moist for. You can follow me at Nequitius, uh on Twitter. N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. Uh, what made me moist this week? Well, I have to say... Uh... The reveal, I don't know if it was this week, I'm sure it was, that tomorrow Morrison is going to be at Celebration. Um, let's just say, yes. I was so moist, it was like Camino in there. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was double moist. Um, and Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> he is so moist, my god. But speaking of my Twitter... <laughs> I mentioned about how I wouldn't mind him adopting me. Yes. Uh, but where can you see this tweet about me saying that? Well, obviously, you can go on my Twitter account, which is <laughs> at CMWASHBY. Um, so let's quickly dive into the leaks of episode nine. If you want to tune out now. Yeah, spo- big spoiler alert. So if you want to if you want to tune out spoiler now. Spoiler alert. We love you. Spoiler, we respect spoiler, you. Spoiler. And we want to say goodbye. And your choices. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Guys. Bye. <laughs> For those of you who stayed, get ready to get dirty. You naughty secretive. JJ's dirty phone hacks. So, should we just. I mean, let's just get into the. If we do this really quickly. So oh the big stuff, God. I guess, we can talk about. Obviously, Richard Grant seems to be the First Order officer of some sort. Uh, I mean... What up, boy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dom Monaghan is a resistance there. officer. I was I was wondering um, if he Both would be handsome. like motion capture or something, so it's nice to yeah, see his real face. Point. I mean, were we really expecting 
Richard E. Grant to be anything else apart from a first order officer. I mean, he's he's old and British. They're too handsome. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he covers the two. He's bases gotta be, gotta be an officer. <laughs> And it's so funny to see such like a giggly, delightful ball of sunshine of a human being. I cannot being wait for guy. him. I just think it's great. Oh, I hope he's just. I hope he's one of the stars. Oh, like even if, even if the role, press tour, press <laughs> even if the tour. role like ends up not being super huge or whatever, I just I'm hope he knocks every that single he's undercover. Piece like, of it he's out very of the park. mysterious, and then like when he's actually in his normal like self, like resistance, he's like like he is in real life, like he's down to earth, like giggling, like oh my god, I can't believe it's Ray. <laughs> That, that would have been awesome. And, yep. then, like, and like an Imperial walks in, he's like, he has to pretend to be like annoying for like, Scott. And then they walk out, and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Um, Ray's outfit. Oh, sorry, no, you go ahead. Gotta give a shout out to my. Oh, you go ahead. Okay, just gotta give a shout out to my number one guy, Poe Dameron. Looking so fly, like he's come out of an Indiana Jones movie. Um, he looks great oh. in whatever that is, uh, just sort of like adventure outfit. Um, and he, that's sort of a, he looks yeah, like exactly. an uncharted that's, outfit That's on. a great, um, reference point. Cause these are, these are also, he was wearing this outfit in some photos that leaked a while ago. Um, but we're just seeing it a bit more put together now and he looks he great. Looks like a, yeah. Like a, a badass move. Okay. Um, Sexy. We've got we've got plenty of cool little alien designs. There seems to be another Mon Cal, <laughs> which is pretty cool. A few droids. I don't want to delve into them too much because we could be here all day. Um, oh, supposed to be a young Mon Cal, which is an interesting sort of it's distinction. Young style. Um, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren, and I, th- I think my he's yet to learn. Yeah, which combines both strengths of the previous two films, which is the cape and the cloak, uh, the hooded uh, over the the hood. For, for some reason, on the, the helmet by itself yeah. looks strange. Not not strange, but like I feel like the hood complements it more. Um, and I like. Mm. Yeah, it was an interesting look for he's Last Jedi. Back into but this wolf. he's going yeah, the back hood is into great. the mask. Uh, but you see the sort of the red stuff that I think uh, making Star Wars published before, mm-hmm. and that sort of building it together. It looks kind of rusted as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just paint work or. Um, and you can tell. I mean, I like the Ray outfit as well. I think it's yeah. interesting that we're actually getting a brighter sort of Episode Seven esque light outfit, like a Jedi robes, as opposed to maybe. <laughs> she just kind of looked like Shmi, yeah. Are you uh, an angel? Anakin. That's what I thought. Are you laughing? Fuck you. <laughs> She's an angel. It, I thought of Padme's like torn outfit, her, her Attack of the Clones outfit, like because my eyesight, I guess, must not be very good. So I was looking close. I'm like, is she wearing? No, it's a brown belt in the middle, and it looks, but it's all white. It looks kind of like. Padme's. Oh, you, uh, you thought there was some the midriff thing going on? I thought there was midriff. I was like, what are we doing to Daisy here? But it, but even with the belt, kind well, of breaking it up, like, it looks like. We're going to be like a naughty Victorian. Yeah, it looks like a little bit Padme almost. <laughs> <laughs> but she's keeping she's keeping those forearms Ooh, covered, though. Ooh. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, slow the <laughs> <laughs> The sexiest part of a woman's <laughs> body. 
I think um, <laughs> it reminded me of Luke from A New Hope, to be honest, for the most. But I think my favorite mm, it really does, of these yeah. designs is quite cuddly the Lando oh, one, yeah, which I is obviously a little exactly. Um, it's a nice Hello. little what have mixture we here? of both the Return of the Jedi outfit and obviously the Solo outfit. It's so cool. Oh man, because I love it. Uh, earlier this um, this week, there was a he looks good in yellow, Fantasy man. Flight Games artwork released of both Harrison Ford esque Han wearing the solo outfit and the Billy um, Williams Lando wearing the mm-hmm. like a young versions of each character wearing the solo outfit, and it looks so wrong. Like it's a cool idea, yeah. but it just feels wrong. Whereas seeing an mm-hmm. older Billy Williams wearing an outfit that's obviously <laughs> not exactly the solo outfit, but obviously reminiscent of it, um, is is much better to look at. <laughs> there's something about there's something about when you yeah. tailor the outfit to the person <laughs> as opposed to just putting the face on it. But also, it's kind um, of like a fuck you. It's too. almost like one is supposed to work better, Donald. It's like, oh, we weren't used to phases. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there's also a little droid here, which is uh, from earlier rumors, supposed to have a lot of uh, kind riffing of like with um, BB-8 throughout the movie. Yeah. It really does, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Mixed with a French horn. Also, the first picture we see, <laughs> I think we should end up with a little wheel. clearly um, crazy frog. <laughs> Fun fact: John Williams will be collabing with Crazy Frog I wonder, for the soundtrack. I wonder if he'll also have the Crazy Frog dangling genitalia. Okay, I think we have the episode title. The episode title has to be Crazy Frog related. So, there we go. Oh my god. What a win. Oh god. It's not just a win for Imperial Senate Podcast. This is a win for the Star Wars community. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I forgot we've got this. I'm joking. You're real this time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. We're really sorry <laughs> Don't that you this dare. is so long. Um, <laughs> may the force be with you as always. See ya. <laughs> oh my God. See you guys. Bye. Has dissolved the council permanently.
take the beast swept away.